is a special Valentine's edition of the Chair Shop Podcast with me, you know, your your resident Cupid, Barry Murphy. Joined as always by I don't know what else other characters are associated with Valentine's Day. R- Paul Griffin. Romeo. Casanova. Casanova Paul Griffin. Yeah. Joe Romeo <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's, tenu- it's, it's tenuous link at best, but sure, look, we're also four days after the thing, so whatever. Paul, you there? It's, uh, yeah, it's Paul uh, Grinder Griffin and Joe Tinder Turner. <laughs> and Barry. Humble Murphy. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um,. So, uh, we've got a hell of a show coming up, folks. We've got lots of life guff to discuss. We've got the various other guffs. Uh, I have an email to read. We've been refreshing emails for a while. Uh, and a decent bit of wrestling chat to get to. We don't have any Dwayne uh, Johnson busters this week. So, if you tune in for that... Uh, no, if you tune in for that, I'm very sorry. You can... Uh, last... Skip skip this episode. Maybe next week. Last weeks were abysmal. It's fair to say. Um, but uh, yes, I think they're all time good. No, no the the first the first lot were good, like the first ones we ever did, and then I think all the rest were subsequently terrible. I think it pretty much went through the same story arc as Rockbusters did on the old Ricky Gervais podcast you know the first yeah. ones are all right and then before you know it you're doing uh dear straits and collie osborne <laughs> and broken matt hardy or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> so, something like that uh, so um so yeah we've got all that that good stuff coming up before we get into the wrestling and all the other stuff have a little chat about our lives. And as I mentioned, it was Valentine's Day on Wednesday. Did you do anything, lads? Did you go anywhere? Did you do anything romantic? Huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we did. We went out for uh, a nice dinner. We basically had a two-day Valentine's Day. So we did Valentine's Day on the 14th and the 15th. Because, you see, restaurants and stuff are busy on the 14th, so... Move it one day later. There you go. Bada boom. Oh, I get it. Yeah, it was, but you still went on the 14th. Still went? What do you mean? You said you, said you had a two-day Valentine. Well, I, I got her flowers and that on the 14th. Was it on the 14th I gave it them? I don't remember. What it was. was it? It was. Okay. <laughs> um, And then we had dinner on the 15th. And uh, that was very good. And that. Had a good old time, so we did. Yeah, I yeah I took the uh, the missus to dinner last night. Uh, mm, last night was the seventeenth of February. Well, yeah, because I I work, so like we can't go out and have a few drinks and oh, enjoy ourselves midweek, can we? Nah, uh, you can do it responsibly. Yeah, uh, where's the fun in that? Mm, true. Uh, so I went out last night. To a very nice establishment here in Limerick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does good quality food. A bit pricey. Not going to tell you how much I paid, but you know, it, treat treating her for Valentine's Day. 
Well, we we went to her place. I was very reasonable. I was very happy when the bill came. <laughs> yeah, is she there? Is she listed? She's right beside me. Give her hello. Yeah. Hello. There you go. Hello. Um, couple of steaks. I had a I had a sirloin. Nat had a fillet steak. Plus starters. Plus drinks. Right. Fifty-five euro. How about that? Paid like paid like half what I paid. <laughs> It was very good. It was very good. It was very good. Oh dear. Anyway, uh, I didn't get a steak, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, although I did get some delicious crispy duck. Look at you going out having duck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very good. And little baby potatoes. Oh, uh, and for a starter, I had some tasty chicken wings. Um, very good. So you're mixing up your poultries, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just there wasn't there wasn't a bird left in Limerick when I was done. Um, <laughs> I thought you're just supposed to be faithful to to Kira. Uh, oh, boom! You got me. Oh, waga waga. Play on words there. Um, bird. Yes, yeah, so that was good. You no, know, had a wine and dined, and also more importantly than the meal, though earlier in the afternoon, or actually it was actually early morning. It was an early appointment. We got some lovely massages. Um, this lad's always going for massages these days. For a, for a Valentine's treat, you know. Um, so we got, I got, we got the old rub down, um, and I, I'd say my, my, uh, what do you call him? Are they a, a massage therapist? Is that a masseuse? That right? Masseuse. A masseuse. Or a massage. She was the most uh, peppy, happy person in the world. Uh, and I, she is very nice, but I did make sure to check on the form. I did not want to be spoken to during the, uh, <laughs> during the rub down. Cause whenever you go for one, in my experience, I've been for three now and each venue has had a, you, you, t- you fill out a form beforehand going, Hey, do you have any diseases or anything? And at the bottom, it's usually like, would you like to be spoken to during this? And it's like, definitely not. Um, no, but yeah, I, I don't want someone chatting when having me glutes rubbed or whatever. No, it's like it's like it's like the most relaxing thing you could really do, and it's like who who wants to talk to another person when they're relaxing, you know? Um, mm. So yeah, I got that done. Went for the medium pressure. I mean, they, so they give you three options: it's like light, medium, or deep. They call the the third one, uh, and that's when they like really just like stick the, their elbow into your back and like you know really work it out. And I was tempted to go for that one because obviously you know I, my back is, is is really quite sore from from. You know, from carrying this podcast, hello. Carrying this podcast on on my back for for oh, what's it been fifteen years now? Um, that? But uh, you know, just you know, sitting in an in an office chair all day and all that other jazz. Um, but I, I went for the medium, and I, I think that was the right decision because it was there were bits of it that were pretty intense. But I I didn't like you know protest say oh could you go a bit lighter because I realize got to get those knots out they don't come out easy you know so. Um, yeah. Also, I mentioned this. I've mentioned this the previous times I've I've gone for podcasts, but I've gone for podcasts, gone for massages. But there's that awkward bit at the beginning where they just pull your pants down a little bit, so the the top of your bum is just poking out, um, uh, which always feels very weird. And I always wonder, like, why don't they just ask me to do that? Like, could could they not just say at the beginning, ah, could you just uh, pull your, <laughs> could you just uh, pull your pantaloons down a little bit there? Just... <laughs> Well, I wouldn't want to do that because 
all that talk. Would you do you want to just uh, pull? That yeah, probably give you a little <laughs> stiffy going on. <laughs> well, you're face down, first of all. That's all right. <laughs> you just uh, slightly come off off the table by a couple of inches. Uh, and she's like, uh, could, you, "Could you stop presenting, please?" What if you? What if they did that? And the last time you had been to the gentleman's room, you hadn't exactly wiped one hundred percent. Would they? Do you think they'd say something, or would they? Very tight, you know. First of all, it's not that much art. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, it's literally just the very. It's a bit of cleavage. Bit of ass cleavage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is the tidiest bit of art. Builder's bomb, basically. So you, you would have had to absolutely ruin yourself <laughs> in the past for for it to be showing up at this level, like. Like, like, unless you shat yourself and then immediately fell down and it went up your, <laughs> you know, so, so, so that, okay. that's not a concern. Yeah, I, was, I was just curious. I've never been for a massage, so I don't know. I want to know how prepared you have to be exactly. I, well, so I, you know, I, it, I mean, I probably wiped my ass thoroughly before I came. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I did go, I, so well, it was a 10. You know the way sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you do have a, a good clean. Uh, but then, you know, a couple hours later, you go back and you go, oh, there was more. What do you, go figure. No? But anyway. Oh, me neither. Go on. What? <laughs> I'm not even going to address that. Um, Swamp butt, uh, I call it. But I, you should, I tell you what, you should go for, for massages, though, because they are good. Um, the, the, I would go for them more often only for the fact that they're not cheap. That's the only thing. I'm asking this before, but, like, the place you go, is it a... Is it a, like specifically a massage place, or is it in like a sports uh, sports place? What's the, it, what's the deal? Uh, so it's been a different place each time, but this one is just around the corner from my flat. It is a hotel with a spa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and one thing actually I did like was um, after the massage, they take you basically to the spa, and they're like, "Here's a resting room, which is like this kind of dimly lit room with these comfortable recliners on them that you can just sit in for as long as you'd like, and you can kind of meander around, and if you want to go into like a steam room, you can. It's like no extra charge. It's, you, mm. know, you pay for the actual treatment, and then you can just kind of enjoy the facilities. Um, it's nice. But, it, I mean, it is still 50 quid for a half hour. That's what that's what the actual treatment is. So, you know, it's not, not cheap, but uh, I do recommend it to people, especially if you do, you know, if you if you if you sit in an office chair all day and you've got a bad neck and you're always slouching and you're like me and you just you're always complaining of back problems, it's a, it's a good thing to do, and it's a nice day out for yourself and the missus if ever if anyone listening to this is looking for a nice thing to do with the uh, the lady friend. Um, so yeah, that was my Valentine's my my slightly delayed Valentine's weekend. I think actual Valentine's Day. I think I was watching Black Panther with the lads. Um, mm. uh, oh no, that would have been the day before. But yeah, so I mean. It's all, it's all a ruse, lads, isn't it? I mean, we're we're smarter than that, aren't we? We're not, you know, we're not being tricked by this 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 marketing tomfoolery, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Me and Paul went out and got delicious meals, but that's just because we liked the delicious meal, you know. Exactly. Um, so we're we're not marks, is what I'm saying. Um, although, uh, yeah, another thing that happened yesterday uh, was after we got the massages, uh, Kira had to go pick some stuff up in in town. So while we were walking through town, I uh, I did give a uh, a lady who was collecting for Limerick Animal Welfare. I did give her two euro because I wanted to pet the dog she had with her, um, but the dog was asleep and I didn't want to disturb it, so I just kept walking. So in the end, I was just down two quid and I didn't get to pet a dog. 
so maybe I am a mark. Um, so yeah, but but luckily when we when she was finished and we went back home, what walking the same direction back home, the dog was awake, and so I gave it a little pet. So that was fine. Um, so just Ooh. in case anyone was worried there that I, I didn't get my money's worth, um, that was that. So uh, yeah, that was a uh, Valentine's Day guff. Uh, who else had a life this week? Looks like Paul was busy. <laughs> well, uh, let's go through uh, a few things I got up to this week that we can segue then into into Joe because I think there's some stuff between Joe and myself that kind of lines up a little bit. So this week I kind of started the wheels rolling on my new position at work. So I spent a few da- a few hours down in the new department, um, kind of shadowing one of the existing team leaders there, just getting a feel of the different the different stuff I'll be doing, the different systems and all that. So that was nice. Um, I've been training the the guy who's going to be replacing me as well. So I'm kind of doing two handovers at the same time, which does does get a little bit confusing. Um, we're looking at starting on the twenty sixth. So next Monday would be my first day properly on the new job as a team leader, which is what I'm going to be doing. So looking forward to that. But yeah, I, 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 the, the hours that I spent doing this shadowing has been like the most I've enjoyed myself in, in quite a while there. Mm. Uh, and I think being a team leader is going to be something that I'll enjoy and kind of is more suited towards my skills and my temperament than what I had been doing the last few uh, months, which I'm frankly uh, a little bit sick of. So, looking forward to that. That'll be a new lease on life, and a new, better paid lease on life. Um, uh, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, we were at the cinema today, Natty and myself. We're going to talk, obviously, about the movie I saw. Um, but oof, I've not been as mad in a while as I was at the cinema. So, we went Ooh. to the cinema, right? We were there at about two fifteen. Movies, movie was starting at two forty. We went to see uh, okay. the, the Shape of Water, the new Guillermo del Toro movie. Nice. Uh, so we got in, and I hadn't eaten at this point. I didn't have any breakfast or anything. And our plan was that we were going to get a little cheeky Burger King or whatever uh, before, but we didn't have time. So we said, "Okay, we'll ha- we'll have uh, we'll eat afterwards." But I was quite hungry, so I said, "Okay, we'll 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 get a little pick and mix." We got one little. Um, What's that called? Not a tub, but a box that we kind of shared. So half was mine, half was Nat's. Mm. And she she grabbed the bag of crisps, and we're going we're going to get a medium coke to share as well. So we 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 look at the queue, and there's only one person in front of us. So we hop in in that queue because it was the smallest one, and it's a, a mother and a son. The son probably is around thirteen, fourteen, something like that. So 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 a, a gigantic loser for still hanging out with his mum. Okay. <laughs> Um, so they, they get, they're, they're just, just as we join the queue, they're now first. So they're going to make their order for whatever, whatever it was. Uh, turns out they were some of these plebs who don't, don't book the movie in advance, but turn up at the, the popcorn counter and start asking about what movies are on. Oh, oh god. my god! Who, who does that? So they you, you said you said it was a, a woman and her thirteen-year-old kid. I mean, like the only time I've ever seen people do that, it's some—it's been excusable because they've looked about eighty years old. 
Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the deal was. But I I noticed in the queue as we were standing behind them, one of them had was Googling uh The Shape of Water, which is the movie that we saw. And they went up and they were trying to trying to get tickets for Shape of Water. I think the the, the one that we saw was pretty much sold out anyway, so uh, the guy behind the counter was saying, well, you know, it's 15s and na 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 And eventually he talked them around to seeing Black Panther instead. So he sells them some Black Panther tickets. Um, this transaction took about two minutes. Them ordering the movie, ordering tickets for the movie. He gives them the mm. tickets. They then say, okay, we want some, some food as well. They say, we'll have two Cokes. And so the guy puts two Cokes on the register. It comes up two Cokes. And they say, okay, yeah. we'll have we'll have two popcorns as well. And the guy is now saying, well, I can give you that part of a deal and it'll be cheaper for you. So he, he then takes the Cokes off, deletes those, then puts back in two Coke popcorn that's combos. Combo, yeah. The son then goes, no, actually, I want a slushy. I don't want a Coke. Oh, and he goes, well, that's not, that's not part of the deal. So they're humming hand back and forth. Do you even want to see a movie, you little shit? The man then orders a uh, latte, I think, a coffee. Who, the f- who drinks coffee at the cinema? Which he orders a coffee. How do you go from two cokes to a coffee and a slushy? <laughs> slushy and a coffee. <laughs> so the the guy goes down to get all this. We're we're fuming now. We we've at this point, and I know it doesn't sound that long. We've been in the queue at this point ten minutes. Okay. Oh Jesus. The 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 guy behind the counter is literally. Um, Pimple-faced teen, straight out of The Simpsons. He's fumbling with this coffee machine. He's standing there looking around at his colleagues like a lost deer. He doesn't know how to work. It's not working. The coffee machine is not working. He's not, uh, he's not a trained barista. He's not. He has no idea what he's doing. Um, he looks back at the woman. He looks down at the coffee thing. He grabs one of his friends. Uh, they're looking at it. He goes into the back. He disappears for five minutes, then returns. No, there was no milk, he says. There was no milk in the thing. <laughs> so we, we, we eventually sidle into the next queue because we've been here now fi- li- literally 15 minutes. Legitimately 15 minutes. And our movie is at 2.40. It's now 2.45. So what, what, what began as let's just quickly grab some, grab some treats and then hop into the movie is now we're five minutes past the start time of the movie. Oh God! So we go to the next queue, and there's a mother with four little kids, oh, and she's or- she's ordering the uh, the kids deal, the little uh, popcorn treat drinking thing, and she's going to the kids. Do you want a twig? Do you want a twirl, or do you want uh, jellies? And the kids are going, um, I'm like, you which one do you want? <laughs> Just say twirls, they'll be happy. Don't worry about what they want. They don't it's stupid almost, kids. Like, they don't even remember how, this. How could you even entertain the idea of a twirl? It's the least of the appealing of the chocolates. Jellies are so much more versatile. But the kids are doing that kid thing where they're like, um, and they're pointing at the big bags of Harry Potter. I'm like, oh fucking god. So. They eventually do that thing, and she's trying to give the little treats to the kids, and they're so slow at taking them from her. And I'm like, you just carry them to the fucking cinema. Oh, so eventually, we we got to the front. And now, while we were queuing, I said to I said to Natty, "I'm gonna order a medium coke." Now, watch as I I bet you they're gonna ask me, Ed, "Do you want to go to large? It's only fifty cent more." So we get to the front, and I say, "I'll have these, and I'll have a medium coke, please." And if it's only for 50 cents. Just medium, I said, please. Give me a medium. 
Like, I, I nearly cut her off mid-sentence. <laughs> just, just give me a medium. That's what I asked her for. <laughs> I mean, this is game of 30 minutes. Just give me a medium. I want to go see my movie. <laughs> so we eventually got our stuff. We went. We didn't miss any of the movie. The trailer was still on when we came in. Um, tiny screen. It was, it was uh, five rows of seats. It probably was no more than 40 people, 50 people in, in the screen. Um, and after that, it was fine. But... Uh, I've never been in as bad a queue. Like, queuing at Disneyland was nothing compared to this. Um, these these people serving were just having these full-on conversations with people. Like, well, you could see Black Panther instead because it starts at this time. And he's, oh my god, just fucking sell them a ticket. Stop talking to them. Sell them their drinks and get them away and serve me then. <sighs> so that was bad. That was annoying. Hmm. Um, if they had had a water pistol, I would have thrown it on the floor. Um, and, the, and the last thing of, of this week is I was turned on to an app by uh, a friend of ours, Anton, um, which is called My Fitness Pal. I don't know, Joe, do you use this or have you ever used this? No, I've, I've heard of it. It's very good. Um, My Fitness Pal is an app that I use, uh, which I already started using yesterday, in fairness, but it's if, uh, an app you use for tracking what you eat um and it gives you based on your your weight your height and your your objective weight it gives you a daily limit of calories and carbs and the different macros per day so as you're eating you can like track it and then you know when you're kind of coming up to up to your limit uh, and it works really, it's really fun actually. It's, it's, almost, it's almost become a kind of game for me, is because when you eat Ooh. something, you can actually scan in the barcode of the food and yes. it has preloaded in it all of the carbs, protein, calories, etc. And you can also, of course, program in um, other you know, non barcoded foods you eat. Um, it's really good. I, I, I've been using that now for my helping with my diet and i've already learned in the two days um i i've been eating like as one of my allowed treats i was eating like microwave popcorn that's knocked on the head because that is more calories than a quarter pounder which i had yesterday um (laughs) is it one with a butter no 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 butter but it's one bag of microwave popcorn had 520 calories or something it was like a quarter of my allowed daily calorie intake i was like well done with that so um, so I think having this kind of counter, and not only does it let you know when like your calorie limit is upcoming, but also if you, if you had the, the requisite amount of like carbs and say, Oh, just so you know, this is kind of too much carbs. So I find it's very helpful mm. in that way. And, uh, yeah, it lets me see kind of food in a new way. I, I've, I've always heard people say, you know, well, I, I, I'm very careful. Watch what I eat and blah, blah, blah. I've never kind of never really done that, but this is a way that's very convenient to let me kind of keep tabs on what I'm actually eating and, and actually shows me in a very like direct way um, kind of what's good and what's bad. So I'm using that. Uh, it also lets me track like my daily weight so I can see in kind of like a progress bar how I'm doing. Mm. Um, and when you put in your, your diary, your food diary, uh, at the end of the day, it also tells you that if you were to eat like this every day, in five weeks, your weight would be X. So you can kind of see yeah. whether you've had a good day, a bad day, whatever. It's yeah. great. So I just wanted to give that a little shout. If anybody out there, like myself, is on a, a bit of a weight loss journey, um, it's definitely something I would recommend. 
And it also keeps track of how much you walk, like has a little pedometer, mm. which works, which works even if you don't have the app open. So it's yeah. very, very good. I would definitely recommend it, even even to just kind of use it as a, a guideline. And I, 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 I really enjoy it so far. Cool. Alrighty. So that's my fitness, Any, uh, my fitness uh, update. How about you, Joe? Any life golf you wanted to make mention of this week? Um, what have I done this week? Mainly um, gym and laundry, which seems to be my right. life now. Go to the gym, come home, do a bit of laundry, uh, and then eat until it's time to go to the gym. Um, <laughs> Joe becoming a bit of a gym rat. That's oh, not Ooh, I went today and yesterday, but whatever. Do you have um, yet, Joe, one of those little string tank top things that gym people wear? Um, going to get that next week, I think. Um, and a lovely little pair of shorts to show off my scrotum um, (laughs) in all its its glory or those like really Um, tight leggings that people wear as well with the string the lycra things yeah Yeah. no i I think that might chafe a little bit so i'm i just wear because your legs are too muscly for them is that it (laughs) yeah baby that's the problem um yes i've been doing that um I did uh, i talked about this last time i went but i did the crystal maze experience again okay um, I think I did talk about this because I went with work before. So it's the TV show, The Crystal Maze. Yeah. And you, um, they have like a replica of it in London that you can go to. And it's like the actual Crystal Maze. And uh, you do challenges and stuff. I went again because uh, we were taking clients to it. So I was like, yeah, afternoon off, that'll do me. Um, so that was quite fun. I got locked, did an automatic lock in though on one of them, um, which was disappointing. Um, so you had to climb up some like webbing and retrieve the crystal and I just went uh, and there were like bells attached to it and you had to do it without making the bells ring I just went mental on it and the bells just started ringing it was not impressive and they were like oh why didn't you do it slowly and I was like no 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 no, no. I have to do it <laughs> I have to do it quickly or not at all sorry that's uh, that's my um, motto uh, yeah so that was fun uh, and then just weekend has just been pretty chill you have written here tan as well. That's a reference to the situation from Jersey Shore. So it's a popular oh, phrase from a, okay, a, a, a television show, Paul. Yeah, well, I didn't actually do any tanning. I only watch good TV, so. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, how's Dragon Ball coming along for you? Oh, Super Saiyan! What do you guess? <laughs> Dragon Ball? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sounds about right. I appreciate that you're watching the sub and not the dub. That's great. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so that's life golf for this week. Uh, we can jump in, I suppose, to a bit of telly golf. I don't really have any telly golf this week. I have not. What, have I watched? No, I have not watched anything. Uh, so who wants to kick things off on the old telly front? Um, I will. I think I'm the only one that wrote anything down. It's a couple of Netflix shows. I watched this documentary called, I think it's called Seeing All Red, but I can't quite remember. But it's about Gloria Allred, who is a lawyer, quite a notorious lawyer in America, who's kind of championed women's issues. She's been, she's known for being quite kind of fierce, and uh, some people may even uh, derogatorily 
refer to her as a bit of a dragon lady. There's been a lot of jokes at her expense in like South Park and The Simpsons and stuff like that. Um, it was quite interesting. It's a bit of a biopic. It sort of talks about her life and all of her kind of advocacy of, of women's rights over the years. Um, not exactly groundbreaking, but quite quite interesting. And it sort of ends with the uh, election last year with uh, Hillary losing, which was quite a sort of poignant um, ending. There's still a, a long way to go for women. Um, but I'd, I'd recommend that. It's quite, quite a good documentary. Um, I've also been watching a series called I think it's called Dirty Money. I can't remember the names of any of these Netflix shows. I just sort of put them on. and Yeah, I've, I've seen see Dirty Money advertised. Yeah, I know the yeah, one. Yeah, you'll, you'll see them on there. But yeah, it's another good one. It kind of looks at uh, corporate malpractice. Um, so the first episode was about Volkswagen um, faking their emissions tests. And the second one's about this payday loan company in America that was kind of ripping people off. That's quite an interesting series. And um seems to be a bit of a new direction for Netflix doing these kind of investigative journalism uh, series which is quite interesting so i'm enjoying those i'd, I'd recommend that if you're into that type of a uh, documentary yeah, so, yeah they've, they've had some uh, good good results on the documentary front from them yeah definitely some good stuff Alrighty, uh, no TV for me, and I guess none for Paul either at the moment. Any uh, game guff this week, Paul? I haven't played. I, I didn't really play anything this week, so I've got I've got nothing. Yeah, um, well, bombshell update. I've uh, platinumed Assassin's Creed Origins. Wow! So that's that's Dunsky. Um, yeah, finished it yesterday and it only took me about an hour to clean up all the trophies that i was missing so very quite easy platinum to get um yeah finished all locations in the game all the quests um and all the little bits and bobs all finito all in all i think it took me about 59 hours somewhere in that range uh, and this morning I started the Assassin's Creed Origins DLC, the hidden, the hidden ones. Excuse me, I had a little burp there mid sentence. Um, enjoying that so far. I'm about an hour into it. Um, it takes place in a different location, kind of in the same way as Frozen Wilds did for uh, Horizon. It's um, like this mountainous uh, peninsula in Egypt. So it's 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 not you can't exactly ride your ride your horse everywhere. You have to kind of a lot more climbing to do. Um, and it seems like the DLC is going to be a lot more centered around the early days of the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Blah blah blah. But it's good so far. It's more Assassin's Creed raises the level cap and so on. Um, so I'm enjoying that so far. Early days yet. Uh, in terms of Assassin's Creed Origins overall, now that it's finished. Um, Definitely a very, very good game. A little bit buggy, I found, especially towards the end. Um, I just noticed lots and lots of performance issues. In fact, one quest was almost entirely bugged where I had to escort somebody out of uh, enemy camp and the person I was escorting was just not there. They were all the way back at where they had been previous to the mm. quest starting. So I had to walk like 800 meters in the completely wrong direction. Uh, at which point I met the person, I clipped through the map and just fell for about a minute. <laughs> and luckily the quest completion marker came up before my character died. Um, at which point I, res I respawned and it had marked the quest done. But it was very, very strange. Like 
a lot, lot of little uh, things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely go in the range of an eight or a nine out of ten. Um, more than a, a capable follow-up to something like Horizon, um, and so much fun to play, very very satisfying. Um, and so that's why I got the DLC almost right away because I kind of wasn't didn't have the feeling that I I was completely done with. It. I wanted to kind of keep playing for another couple hours, so I uh, I got that right away and started playing. I believe there's also another second DLC pack on the way. I don't know when that's due out, but there is apparently another one. Um, but yeah. Thumbs up on Assassin's Creed Origins. Very, very good. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot, but in terms of the main game, it is done. Um, also, last week, they brought out the, uh, the finally, the transfer update for uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2018, which I had oh, yeah. been kind of hankering to get back into, but they hadn't yet put out the update to uh, correct all of January's transfers. So it finally came out this week. I uh, started a new career mode with the uh, updated teams. And uh, promptly uh, found out that I am no good at it anymore. And lost almost every game. Uh, after (laughs) After five games, I was bottom of the Premier League with Manchester United. Uh, One point, one draw, four defeats. Uh, Lost to Burnley, Crystal Palace and Huddersfield. And drew with... God, who did I even draw with Everton or someone? But uh, yeah, I, I'd forgotten pretty much how to play. And I, I was playing on the hardest difficulty. So when you get like out of practice, you get severely hammered, which is what happened to me. So It's like the opposite of riding a bike. Yeah, the weird thing, though, was that in the middle of those hammerings, I had a Champions League game with Real Madrid, which I won 2-0. So go figure. Um, can beat them, but can't win almost any other game. So I have... I have dialed the difficulty back to the second most hard, um, just to get kind of retrained to it before then I bump it back up. Um, but yeah, obviously I, lo- I love my football games, so enjoying that also. And I don't know why, but I had a weird hankering to play Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, I was, I'd been watching some Zelda stuff on YouTube, Breath of the Wild stuff, Ocarina of Time stuff, and I think Twilight Princess is the Zelda that I've enjoyed the most, but that I forget the most of, if that makes any sense. So, like, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Link to the Past, Breath of the Wild now. I've enjoyed those maybe more, but they're still very fresh in my mind, whereas Twilight Princess is the one that's kind of, I think, would be the freshest for me to go back to. And it's a game that I really, really enjoy. So I picked that up on Wii U for, like, 40 euro. Uh, So I'm looking forward to getting my grips back into that one. Um... So that's kind of my, my game update. It's been a lot of Assassin's Creed this week. I definitely was on uh, a blitz to get it finished. <laughs> Excuse me. Because I, I I haven't played it so long that I... Although I, I really enjoy it and I wanted to keep going, in the back of my mind, I am thinking, like, okay, I do need to be done with this and, and move on. Because it is now already February and I've only played two games this year. Two new games, which are, you know, Super Mario Odyssey and, and Assassin's Creed. They've been my two games since Christmas that I've been playing. A combined 120 hours or something. So it's time for something a little bit more manageable, something a little bit smaller, I think. So there are the games. All the games at the moment. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, move on to Movie Golf. I watched a movie. I watched two movies this week, actually. I almost forgot. <clears throat> I watched a classic. Well, a, a, a cult classic, and then I watched a, a new movie. 
I watched, I don't know if either of you have seen this, I watched Cruel Intentions this week. Ooh. I've not seen it, but I know about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of like a quintessential 90s drama. It's got uh, Tara Reid in it in a small role, Ryan Philippe, um what's her name, Buffy. Sarah, Sarah Michelle. Sarah Buffy Michelle Geller. <laughs> and um, Reese Witherspoon. You know, big names. Um, Selma Blair. Selma Blair, who I thought was uh, Neve Campbell. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock's wife, uh, Neve Campbell. <laughs> um, uh, so, it's ki- I thought it was kind of bad. Um, it's, it, it's kind of like... Um, uh, if anyone's not familiar with the, pr- it, the premise, it's this stepbrother and sister who basically make this bet about um, some kind of depraved bet about whether or not they can like. I can't even remember. I was just really I was just turned off by the movie immediately because those two main characters are so massively detestable um, uh, that that I could I just couldn't get into it right off the bat, and you know the the. The Philippe character uh, kind of—it's about him kind of becoming less of a womanizing scumbag and mm. falling in love for the first time and realizing he can actually care about someone. And I was just like, ah, fuck off. Uh, and spoilers: at the end of the movie, when he died, I was actually happy. So, Ooh. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it's a shame because it's like you know, like I said, the movie's really quintessentially nineties. I mean, the ending, the closing of the film—they play um, uh, "Bittersweet Symphony." It's like you know. If you're a movie, you know, if you're a movie from that era, then then you got a lot going in your favor. The soundtrack in general was really good, but yeah, no, the, the the premise was just a, a really obnoxious to me, and I didn't like any of the characters. So that was a dud. Um, uh, what wasn't a dud though was I went and saw the old Black Panther. I was uh, oh, I, w- I wasn't really sure what I wanted to see, but the guy the guy who worked at the cinema he recommended it to me. Um, uh, and so I, I, I went to see that. Um, he, he also, he also recommended I get a slushy instead of a Coke and that my mom, uh, can I have uh, a lovely coffee? Yeah. My mom was like, can I have a lovely espresso with that? Uh, and he didn't seem like he knew what he was doing with the machine. He had to go to the back and get, you know, get someone to help him out, but they got it. They're very helpful. Those people. They were great. I have to say. As long as you're patient, you know what I mean? (laughs) People that shout, Customer service people. I mean, I mean, could could it have gone a little quicker? Yes, but at the end of the day, you can't you can't put a time. uh, time. Yeah, but behind you, there were some adorable kids um, going to the cinema for the first time. They were so cute. One of of them was in a wheelchair. Um, oh yeah, you know, having having a little day out. I don't think he got out very often. Uh, the yeah. the others were like being offered sweets, and it was like a their their monthly their one monthly sweet. Oh okay. Um, yeah. So they they were they were, they were the, the decision making was was taking um was taking the um was taxing their little um uh, terminally ill brains, but. Uh-huh. Um, but you know you have to be patient with them and allow them to kind of go at their own pace. And like you know what, if you miss the first five minutes of your movie, I mean, like who really cares? You know what I mean? It's like not that important. It's not the end uh, of the world, is it? When these little you know Make a Wish kids are um, um, having a day out. Anyway, uh, so I went to see Black Panther, uh, and it was quite tremendous, as a lot of people have said. Um, uh, really great cast, really interesting setting. 
uh, as, as, you know, a, a slightly different story to every other Marvel film. Uh, that that's kind of the big uh, thumbs up for this one is that it it it's like like a lot of the great Marvel films like the the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. It's a, it's a great standalone thing that you don't have to have any uh, really pretense to understand. The only real link to the um, uh, uh, other films is Martin Freeman's character. Um, if you don't know who that is, doesn't matter because they explain. With you know straight away that he's a CIA agent and that's all that matters. It doesn't really matter anything else about him. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really really fantastic. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as as the villain is is fantastic. It's it's the best villain uh, probably in any MCU film uh, mm. to date. Up there with the best you know that I can recall in recent memory for a, a superhero film in any universe or series. Um, uh, I was apprehensive about that because I remember I watched the trailer and it was just kind of like they showed him wearing what looked like a Black Panther suit and fighting the good guy Black Panther and I was like oh my god no this is I'm so sick of this trope in these movies mm. you know um, but the, the, there's subtext to his character that I won't explain here because obviously that'd be giving it away because there's a lot of there's a lot of reveals that I don't want to spoil but um mm. Lots of depth and, and and some interesting stuff, and I think it's it's a, it's a lot more shades of grey with characters than um, than just you know good guys bad guys. But yeah, great cast. Andy Serkis is great in it. Um, uh, you know, ton, tons of great little uh, uh, you know secondary characters. Really well done. Yeah, uh, strongly recommended. Even if you're even if you're a bit burned out on the old Marvel movies, I'd give this one a, a watch. So yeah, not much else to really mention about it. Uh, those were my movies for this week. Do you want to go ahead, Joe? Oh, you want to go? Okay, want, okay. I'm going to have a drink of water because um, my throat is hurting me. Um, I watched a couple of movies. I watched Fruit Vow Station, um, Ryan Coogler's directorial debut. Um, it went on to direct Creed and Black Panther. Um, also stars uh, your main man, uh, Michael uh, B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, in the lead. Um, he plays a guy who's kind of a... Uh, yeah, guy's been in in jail a few times. He's got a kid. He's struggling to you know turn his life around. It's based on a true story. Um, it kind of you kind of know what's what's going to happen from the beginning because they kind of flag up that it's a true story and then the sort of tragic ending. Mm. Um, it's quite an interesting film. I wouldn't say it kind of blew me away. Um, I didn't wasn't as impressed as I was with like Creed, where I thought there was some really he took a kind of very established series and did something quite interesting with it. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting film. There's some good stuff in it. It's quite um, heavily sort of documentary style. Um, and, it, and it goes kind of into the life of this guy quite, quite in depth. Um, I wouldn't sort of recommend it as a, like a, you know, five star movie or anything, but an, an interesting debut. Um, so I was kind of glad I watched that because uh, I've enjoyed Creed and I'm looking forward to, to seeing Black Panther as well. Yeah, but that was pretty good. Um, I also watched, at uh, the other end of the spectrum, uh, The Cloverfield Paradox uh, on Netflix. Um, oh, that was a bit of boring shite, wasn't it? <laughs> um, That's what I hear. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, kind of. In fact, I was going to say it starts off quite interesting. It doesn't really. 
<laughs> starts off quite bland and then some weird stuff happens, but I just wasn't really into any of it. Um, which is a shame because it has a really good cast as well. Um, you've got David Yellowo and Chris O'Dowd and uh, Goo Goo. She's in it. There's a lot of good people, but it's just... And Daniel, yeah, just, uh, what's the German lad's called? Brule? Oh, the, yeah, the German fellows. It's, it's, got, a, it's got a great cast. It's a waste of a good cast, I would say. It's a real waste. It's such a weak sort of execution. You know, and even kind of potentially interesting sort of concepts as well. But it's just not strong enough. It's like a really poorly written TV movie script um, with a big budget and with these great actors and then randomly tied into the Cloverfield universe for absolutely no reason. Um, I'm starting to wonder if they'll just do that with every Netflix film going forward, just tie it into the Cloverfield universe. Oh, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch. It. I, I barely watched it when it was on, so I wouldn't recommend anyone else watch it. No, it's horrendous. Uh, it's it's shit. really shit. Yeah. Shit. Shit movie, babe. Um. So, in my uh, Oscar watching uh, project, I watched three more uh, Oscar nominees. Uh, I watched first of all uh, Itonia, which is nominated for Best uh, Supporting Actress and Best Actress. Uh, so Itonia is the uh, the story of Tonya Harding and the whole um, ice skating uh, fiasco of nineteen ninety three ninety four when they yeah. they knocked in the other one's knee, like when. Mr. Burns was in the pin pals. Basically yeah. that. Um, I liked Antonia a lot. I thought it was very, uh, very sarky with, without necessarily being a comedy. It, 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 it is funny, I would say, but it's never kind of outwardly broad. It's, it's more so that the characters themselves are funny rather than the situation. So it's not really situational comedy. It's more that characters are kind of sardonic and are more kind of, Inherently unlikable, but kind of likable dis- despite that. It's, it's, just, it's a, weir- a weird kind of film, totally. Um, but uh, Margot Robbie is, is very, very good in it. And uh, also is the lady who plays her mother, whose name escapes me at, at the moment. Uh, Itonia is with... I want to say Alison Jenny? It is Alison Jenny, okay. Um... They are both very, very good in it. And the story of Tanya Harding is uh, is an interesting one. So it has you on that level. Actually, I think my favorite performance in, in the movie, and this is one kind of out of left field, was uh, by a guy called Paul Walter Hauser, who is... Um, I mean, what you would think is that he's the... He's the, the the big chubby comic relief. And, and to an extent he is. But he's actually kind of the most truly funny person in the movie. He kind of nails the the character of saying he plays the person who is uh Tony Harding's bodyguard who kind of masterminded the whole um assault on um Nancy whatever Nancy's name was. Nancy Kerrigan. Um and he comes off like, you know, your typical nerd fantasist um 
like in his own mind he's the he's the mastermind he's the the assassin you know but he's this complete moron and he actually plays it really well he's very very funny in it i I liked his performance a lot um so Artonia, i I would give a positive recommendation i think it's uh out in ireland next week Uh, i mean um so here uh so I, i would go see it if you get a chance i think it's very very good uh, much better than I thought it was going to be because I kind of anticipated that it was going to be one of those films that just kind of gets an Oscar nomination, mm. but doesn't really deserve it. Like one of those films per year, but actually I thought it was very good. Um, so give a thumbs up to that one. Uh, we saw today The Shape of Water, the new Guillermo del Toro movie about a woman what falls in love with fish man. Um, mm. <laughs> And uh, I, I, I liked it. I did not love it. I think there, there are a lot of things it does really well. I think it looks great. It has definitely a, a kind of Fallout slash Bioshock kind of feel and aesthetic, which I kind of I really, really liked. The score is great as well. The score has the kind of Twilight zone kind of quintessential horror-y feel to it. The film itself is not really a horror movie at all. Um, But despite that, I feel like a lot of stuff didn't didn't work so well. Um, Is it Octavia? What's Octavia's surname? Spencer. Spencer is uh, is in the movie and like hamming it up to a, a ridiculous degree. She's way over the top. And I normally really like Octavia Spencer. I, I liked her a lot in... Um, mm-hmm. uh, last year, she was in Hidden Figures. I liked her a lot. She was in... Uh, what else did I see her in? That I, I really enjoyed. She was in Fruit, Fruitvale Station as well, which you mentioned you saw there, Joe. Yeah. yeah. I think she's normally really great. But in this one, she's kind of like eyes wide, way over the top, way overreacting to everything. I uh, didn't, didn't care much for her performance. I thought Michael Shannon was very good in it, as Michael Shannon tends to be. He's very, very good. Um, the the actress who plays... I'm really bad for names today. The the main actress in the movie, whose name is... Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. She's also very, very good at it. She plays like mm. a, a mute who can't speak. She's very, very good at it. I would say the plot is a bit predictable. Um, and I'm sorry to say, because the effects are fantastic, but anytime the creature from the Black Lagoon is on screen, you cannot see anything but a man in a suit. And it's very, very man in a suit You know what I mean? Which, which doesn't hang help. On, hang on, fish man. We can see your watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just any time he was on screen, I would just be very aware. Like, it, was, it made it hard to immerse yourself in the movie. Like, if they had made the character a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger, but the fact that it's just, like, so perfectly human-shaped and human-sized made it a little bit hard to... <laughs> Yeah. to get into but um yeah i give it i give it about a, i gave it a six in the end so i give it a Should three, three star make it out with like a just a piece of green screen and you just added the fish later <laughs> um so yeah i don't know it, it's a bit it's a bit all over the place it, it's like it's part romance part horror i guess like there's certain certain bits of horror to it it's part action it's part I don't know, it's a, and I feel like the ending is a little bit anticlimactic as well. It just kind of it doesn't have it doesn't build to a big climax. It just kind of 
has it has a for, for a film that's so unique for like 90% of it, it has it has a very flat everyday finish you know in climax no <laughs> the film does not jizz on a load of fish eggs yeah <laughs> as fish are want to do um it doesn't spawn in the right manner no um and also there's a, a b story about uh her gay neighbor which I guess the point of it was, aren't we all kind of fishmen in a way? <laughs> aren't uh, yes? Aren't because uh, there's, there's a part where he's he's uh, in a diner trying to come on to the the man who's serving at the diner, and two two black people come in and and he's racist to them. He says, you know, oh you oh, no. you can't sit there. You have to take your donuts to to go or whatever. And then the gay man looks and realizes that he doesn't love this man after all. And in a way, we're all fish people. Um, and that, that was kind of the point of that whole storyline. So it, it's a mixed bag, I would say. But generally, I would say it, I would fall on the, on the good side. I gave it a 6 out of 10. But um, yeah. not, not a movie that maybe is deserving of 12 nominations or, or whatever it got. Uh, and the last movie I saw was The Post. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I think, Joe, did you see the post already? Did you mention you saw I it? I did see the post, yes. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I thought it, 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 I expected it to feel more like Spotlight. And I don't think it did, aside from the obvious uh, commonality that they're both films about newspapers. Um, yeah. I thought the, the, the post was definitely a very kind of classy, well-made film. Not to say Spotlight wasn't, but uh, I think Spotlight is kind of more carried by the fact that I feel like Spotlight's story is more interesting than the posts. Like Ooh. inherently, I find it a more interesting story, um, especially coming from Ireland, where the country itself has like this this history of uh, abuse by priests and so on. Whereas the post is more to do with politics uh, and American politics, especially this week is uh, a topic that I would very happily never hear about again. Um, one of the most bullshitty nonsense institutions, I think, in the world is American politics. Um, so in that, in that sense, I didn't care so much about it. But I thought what, what the Post did really well was kind of set up the story in a way that worked as a film narrative, where you have, like, halfway through... Because I did, I did watch this movie in two parts. I watched the first half yesterday and second half today. There is like what, almost like a cliffhanger halfway through where um, Bob Odenkirk, who's great, in it, by the way, um, he goes to meet his source and like goes into this little motel room and there's all like pages laid out. It's like super good kind of cliffhanger at the midpoint of the movie. Um, uh, what I would say though is I kind of I missed Steven Spielberg making. Steven Spielberg movies. It feels like it's been a while since I've had a we've had a proper uh, old school Spielberg movie because we've had now this one. Yeah. We had Bridge of Spies before. Uh, did he do Lincoln as well, Spielberg? Yes. Yeah. It's like I'm, I, I like these movies are all good. Bridge of Spies was a little bit a little bit dull. I think this one's better than Bridge of Spies, um, which also had Tom Hanks in it. Um, I don't know what it was. I just I I found the story. Despite the topic, I found the story very, very interesting, and more so because of the characters in it, um, which is, I guess, something the Spotlight did very well as well. As each of the journalists had their own kind of unique personality and 
I think the posters as well. So, whereas The Shape of Water was a movie that I expected to love and I kind of didn't, The Post was a movie that I didn't expect to love, but I kind of did. Um, and also, that's also despite my inherent bias against Meryl Streep, who gets nominated every year. She's good in it. Um, I don't know that she she's mind-blowingly good or kind of anything like that. Tom Hanks is quite good as well, I guess. he's got He's got a strange New York accent, which kind of peaks and falls at points mm. <laughs> but uh he's very good in his life, i suppose but i think odenkirk is probably the the surprise standout in it because i i never really rated him as an actor like in breaking bad and better call saul but he's certainly very good in the post so i went an eight out of ten on the post best movie of the week that i saw mm. and uh, that leaves me with eight movies to watch before the 4th of March. One of them I'm probably not going to get to see, which is The Breadwinner, because it's not out over here until the f- until the 25th of May. But the other seven movies I have to watch are Loving Vincent, Call Me By Your Name, Mudbound, Molly's Game, All the Money in the World, Not Starring Kevin Spacey, and Phantom Thread. So there, the, Oh, and Roman J. Esquire. Roman J. Israel Esquire as well. So seven movies to watch. Should get them all watched. Um... So that's movie guff for this week. That's your movie guff. Go see the, the post. So, yeah. Go see the post would be my, my recommendation. It's very good. All right. Uh, and don't watch Cloverfield Paradox seems to be the... Uh, the unanimous uh, yeah. verdict here. It's Although the, the, original, the original Cloverfield is also on Netflix, so you can just go watch that. That's a good movie. Watch either of the first uh, two. They're both very good. Yeah. Uh, we can jump into our emails here. I have an email from one Michelle Escobar. She says, How long has it been since you moved out? Feels like it's been a year, and I wanted to know if anything's changed or what you've learned. Have you grown up and set up a cleaning schedule? I see from your snaps and instead that you've still not learned to eat some veggies. Thanks. Well, I'll, you, 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 you've made a fool of yourself here, Michelle, first of all. Embarrass right? yourself. You've embarrassed yourself because right yesterday for lunch, before before I went, because I was having a late dinner when we went to that nice restaurant, I had a lovely little Caesar salad for my lunch, okay, right? And I've, I've been making a habit of trying to have, you know, at least one of them a week just to get some greens into me, right? I had one the previous week for my dinner, even. So so you you, you, you look in Egypt now, Michelle, all right? Yeah, he's having so. one salad a week, Michelle. I'm having a salad a week, which is more than I used to have, mate. All right? So there's that. The fire, right. the fire brigade are coming to put out that hot take. Here, co- yeah, here comes the wrong opinion police, uh, uh, Michelle, and they're locking you up, pal. Um, anyway, uh, I ha- I moved out in August, so we are at roughly six months now uh, since I moved out, which flew by. Uh, I have I I haven't really developed a schedule for cleaning, but I do clean regularly. Just today, I was scrubbing the bathtub. Uh, uh, putting on a wash of my undies, um, uh, and I t- tomorrow I have to do a more thorough bathroom clean, and also I got to mop the kitchen. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I got I got all that stuff down. I I, I I pretty much immediately adopted a big boy stance on cleaning the apartment. Obviously, I leave, I leave it slide here and there. It's not perfect, but you know. Um. So so yeah. So I've you know I've grown. I've grown. Uh, thank you for the email, Michelle. I'll keep you up to date on my, my big boy life. 
I have an email as well uh, from Michelle Escobarito. Uh, God, get ready for this, okay? Subject, DBZ. (laughs) Natty is, is sitting up to hear this. So, hey, Paul, I know you're a DBZ hater, but it's really good. So, Joe, this is this might be a bombshell for you to take onto account here. I know, yeah, God. Uh, I read all the mangas, both for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and they're much better than the show. I also wanted to point out that you've been saying Dragon Ball instead of Dragon Ball Z, and there's a difference. Dragon Ball... <laughs> Dragon Ball is when... Uh, Goku is a little kid, still has his tail. I didn't know Goku had a tail. Uh, and turns into a giant gorilla. Okay. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is when he's an adult and his hair turns blonde or whatever. I know this is a stupid email, so apologies, and I expect the mocking. But give it a shot. Okay, thanks, Michelle. So, Joe. Michelle outed as a Dragon Ball... Uh, I'll use your term here weeaboo Uh, reaction not sure Mm, not good no you're going to have to discuss that behind the scenes this this has never been brought up before (laughs) (laughs) I I knew Michelle had you know read a number of of the uh, the old uh, illustrated books um, uh, in in her lifetime, but I did not realize that extended to manga. Um, uh, and and of course, my opinion of her has just gone down even further. I read That's... my manga. Oh, and but you won't read your precious Dragon Ball. I don't... <laughs> and I might be with the ones I read Attack on Titan, and I read Full Metal Alchemist, and. I... Well, attack on Titan. Look at me. He thinks he's a big boy because he's better than reading Dragon Ball, but he'll yeah. read it. Titan. <laughs> anyway. How many of stuff. Dragon Ball is there? Hang on. Let me look. Dragon Ball. Probably like 10,000. Exactly. Dragon Ball manga. Here we go. Hang on. How many, vo- how many volumes? Do you want to have a guess? Uh, I will say 600. Well, of Dragon Ball, actually, they're in chapter. 601. Now, Dragon Ball has. Uh, I'm counting chapters here, okay? 194 chapters, which is very long. Joe tried to price his right me, but he... Dragon Ball Z has... Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. 325 chapters. Fucking hell. So combined is like nearly 450, 500 chapters. That's not even counting Dragon Ball SD, Dragon Ball Super, or Dragon Ball Side Story, the case of being reincarnated as Yamcha. So, no, don't you look at me that way. I'm not reading Dragon Ball. You can go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's giving me a sad face now. Uh, so, I, I can appreciate, as a, as a fellow uh, Mongo reader, whatever it's called, what was it? Manga. Mongo? <laughs> Never mind that shit. Here comes the Animu. <laughs> Never mind that shit. Here comes Manga. Um <laughs> I, 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 I like that, but uh, Dragon Ball is uh, is not for me. I'll leave it at that. You haven't even given it a chance. I saw a clip of it once where a man went, and then they fought for a year. So, no. <laughs> and he punched the other man, and the other man 
crashed through several mountain ranges and 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 then no uh, no that was that was man of steel you're thinking of oh yeah i forgot uh, it was the it was the um it was the five minutes going ah that confused me um yeah, I think if the Dragon Balls, we love we love shitting on things we haven't watched on this show. I think if the Dragon Balls just sat down and had a chat, they wouldn't have had to fight for so long. Instead of going, you don't even know what the Dragon Balls. Are. Instead of going, hurt, hurt, they could have just sat down and said, "What's actually the problem here?" Oh well, I have anger issues, and I turn into a blonde-haired warrior man. Okay, well let's not do that. Let's just have a nice meal and and. The show would have been four chapters long, and it would have been better for everyone. There's actually a villain whose power is to turn people and other things into food, and he just eats it. Well, he needs to use my fitness, pal, um, so he could track his human consumption. Uh, I'm going to draw a line now under the entire Dragon Ball ongoing saga. I'm never going to watch Dragon Ball. I don't care about Dragon Ball. <laughs> Oh, um, God, I love that. I love fucking... This is the end of the uh, uh, of Kaiden chapter of the Dragon Ball saga, but, you know, there'll be more. Yeah. Um, Joe, do you have an email? Yeah, I got an email from Michelle Escobar-Towner. Um, it says, Hey, Joe, I've read that depending on your weight, the amount of water you should drink changes. I try to drink 60 ounces, which is about 1.7 litres. That all? a day. Which is easy at work, but I forget on the weekends. Since you've started working on your fitness, have you kept up with your water consumption? Thanks. Um, yeah, I do probably get through a couple of liters a day. Um, I think what makes it easier is that I only really drink water now. I don't drink mm. any kind of soda or juices. Not even really tea that much anymore. Um so obviously, if I have a meal or anything, I'm going to drink water with it. So I easily get through, you know, a couple of liters a day, probably more. Um, yeah. So you know, drink water. You lads drinking some water? I'm drinking water right now as we're doing the podcast. Mm. I think 1.7 liters sounds water. like not a huge amount, though. Yeah, um, um, that's one big bottle. I I'm, probably I'd, I'd, I'd say I drink about four liters a day, maybe five. I mean. Yeah, I, I drink about four. I try and drink about four at work. Um, oh. I'm in the same boat as Michelle, where I just I always I never drink it at the weekends. Um, but but then I'm it's, I'm it's also constantly drink. talking at work, so if I don't have water, my throat gets very dry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that helps as well. But it's also you know me and me and you, Paul, we're um, significantly bigger chaps than Michelle. She's she's a little lady. Yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm 195 pounds. So, um, I don't know. I'm terrified to find out what I am. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, water is good, and that um, good for your skin and your energy levels and your mood, and yeah, good for Triple H's hair back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good for. It looks ridiculous um, without it, to be honest. Good for measuring uh, 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 graphics on a games console as well. Yeah. Uh, it has many uses. I don't know so where anyway. British Strong Style would be without water, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's true. So um, I think those are our emails this week, which means we can jump Ooh. in the old wrestle guff here. We have some uh, news, some shows to discuss. 
what will we start with here? Some news regarding WWE pay-per-views. I, I thought this was somewhat out of left field. I didn't see it coming. Uh, WWE, uh, they are going back to dual-branded shows. Okay, so now not just the big four. All pay-per-views are going to be... I, I think all pay-per-views post-WrestleMania are going to be dual-branded, so they will have Raw and SmackDown matches on them. Uh, so uh, I think that will probably uh, be a good thing because the SmackDown side of things are really letting the side down, especially creatively lately. So I think if you just combine all the good wrestlers from both shows and hopefully you can, you know the, the creative on the SmackDown side picks it up a bit, maybe these shows will be better. Mm. Uh, but, but I don't know. Also, my other concern is that I hope these shows aren't like five hours long now. As they try and squeeze everyone on, um, but yeah, I don't I, really. I don't have any strong opinions on this one way or the other. What do you make of it, lads? I, I do have a very strong opinion on it, to be honest. Ooh. Um, on one hand, I can I can see why why they would do this um, because logically, I can imagine that a pay per view that has all of your superstars on it, i.e., all the best possible people probably will do better business than a show that's only got half of them. That's fair enough. But uh, as, a, as a fan, as a watcher of these shows, um, and a fan of the brand split generally, I must say, uh, I think that it's... Uh, I, I think it's the first step in, in effectively killing off the brand extension again. Um, because the last time what happened was Raw was kind of struggling a little bit, so they went, oh, it's every week now, Raw Super Show, featuring the superstars of SmackDown. And then, you know, it just got to the point where the brand split was just finished. There was no brand split. So this feels like the first little dipping of the toe into those old ways again, where the the SmackDown title will be more or less meaningless. and You know, opportunities that were given to People who really kind of, without the brand extension, might not have kind of stepped out and become as good. Like, you know, the, since the brand extension began, like the Usos, the Bar, uh, Gable and Benjamin, uh, singles wrestlers, AJ Styles, of course, and SmackDown has kind of really established himself there. Um, I, I just feel like now, like you say, unless, unless the pay-per-views are five hours long... Um, or four hours long, it's going to be hard to kind of give these guys the same kind of exposure or have them on the same kind of level. So it would be like like it was before, where there isn't a, a Breezango um, anymore. There isn't a, the Usos to the same level as they are. You know, so it's it's. Mm. I always liked um, only watching SmackDown, and then when the SmackDown pay per view comes along, you know, you you get to see the culmination of all these feuds, but. I, even for the dual branded shows, I never cared much for the raw stuff because I don't I don't watch raw. Mm. Um, now, luckily, just in this past week, I have made the decision. I was gonna I was gonna hold on until after uh, WrestleMania, but um, I I'm done with SmackDown. I can't watch SmackDown anymore. These last couple of weeks have yeah. been so soul suckingly boring and bad. That's like oh, I, can just, I just can't do it. I can't. I realized that it was it was very, very similar to when I used to watch The Simpsons and Family Guy. Uh, and then just one day I was like, you know what? I, I don't enjoy doing this. This is f- 
45 minute window that I could be spent I could spend doing something that brings me joy that I could, that I could be enjoying myself right now and I was just hate watching the Simpsons and Family Guy they were never good <laughs> you know um, mm. so with Smackdown I was like no 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 Smackdown is alright and it was really good when I started watching Smackdown again in, in, in the middle of 2016 you had Ambrose and Styles on the top um, just the James Elwood stuff had just started um, and Smackdown every week was, was an easy fun watch you know the start of the Usos New Day stuff when the New Day came to Smackdown eventually um, but just these last few months it's such a slog to watch um, so I'm just watching NXT again. I've watched NXT the last two weeks. Both really good shows. Only an hour long. Um, so I'm happy to not have to watch SmackDown anymore. There's no way I'd be able to watch Raw for, oh my god, so long. SmackDown is... Well, I mean, like, I I think I do think Raw is, like, slightly better. Well, Raw is the better show. I, it, but it know. is still... It, I, I still don't... You, I mean, I'm like you. I still don't watch it in pool, but I make sure I watch the highlights. I, I, well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make... I'm going to watch NXT the day after, still on Wednesdays, whenever. And at the weekend, I'll watch um, on the network this week in WWE, which is it'd be like watching Livewire again from when I was a kid, where you'll just get the best bits uh, in, in five-minute clips. That's all I need. And I'll be happy with that. I'll, I'll get Raw and SmackDown. I'll watch Raw and SmackDown now in, in a one-hour chunk. So that's what I'll do. Um, but, but i tell you what else you can do. You can watch a bit of bloody NXT, which is what I did this week. Well, I did as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so They're we good, can eh? talk about that. Well, it was good. Yeah, God, that opening match. Um, uh, Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong for the UK Championship. Uh, that was a hell of a match. That would have been a, that would have been a solid. That would have been a solid pay per view match, I think. Yeah, they, um, they had a really good opener. This is, of uh, course, Rod- why um, he wasn't on Homecoming. I'm assuming. Because that was the week uh, that they were recording this. Or was it? I can't remember. I think so. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, really fantastic. They they were in the uh, center stage in Atlanta, uh, the famed former stomping grounds for WCW. Um, and it looked cool. It was a nice looking, different looking setup. The ring was kind of like diagonally to the to the entrance ramp. Which you could only re- you could only really really tell when they had those kind of long shots. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it didn't look uh, massively different, but it was you know some some subtle ways it was different. Yeah, but yeah really good match. Uh, Roderick Strong is doing really fantastic stuff this year. Um, uh, off to off to a great start with um, twenty eighteen for him. He's looking in great shape, you know. He's just he's just doing great stuff. So hopefully that rolls on, and hopefully he isn't like you know brought to the main roster and killed um, uh, in, in in short order. But yeah. Really good match. Uh, Pete Dunne retained with the bitter end. Uh, the finish was great because they he was they were doing this thing where like uh, Pete went for like a triangle at various times, and at the finish, uh, Roderick Strong was like trying to like power bomb him from a triangle position, and Pete grabbed mm-hmm. his hand and did like the Marty Skrull finger snap. Yeah, uh, uh, from the from the triangle position. He actually he, did the Marty Skrull spot with the yeah. The but he just did it, but. But unlike unlike Skrull, he he didn't make a big exaggerated thing out of it. And also, it was the finish. So if you're one of those people who hates when that spot is done and then immediately shrugged off, uh, uh, he Pete did it here and then hit his move and won. So that was cool. Uh, so there was that. 
there was a uh, video package setting up the Johnny Gargano Almas match for next week mm-hmm. with the, uh, the stipulation that if Johnny loses, he has to leave NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, enjoying that angle very much, obviously. There was a Velveteen Dream uh, <laughs> The Velveteen Dream thing was great, I must say. Uh, yeah, it was like he, he he was like coming into the the building, and they had a bunch of people off camera, like like basically looking like a press gaggle, uh, asking questions. And I didn't watch NXT last week, so I'm not sure if I missed something. But he referenced Tyler Bate. Um, I don't know if they crossed paths last week or if there was a particular reason he called him out. But he called him out presumably for a match next week, so that'll probably be a great match. Well, I like how he he subtly dropped this that he'd be maybe interested in that. And then the comment, the the reporter said, uh, oh, "What did you say there about Tyler Bay? This interview's over." <laughs> it was very funny. It was very good. Yeah, it was. It was a good interview. He's he's a a charismatic fellow for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else was there? There was a, a TM six one tag match. Uh, I don't know what it is with TM six one, but they just do nothing for me. I don't know yeah, what it is because. No, they, they they seem to take all the boxes and that they're kind of athletic and they have this kind of fast, jumpy style. Um, I don't know what it is. I just don't get them. It's hard. It's hard to put your finger on, but they are they are just a couple of plain dudes called TM Six One. I mean, the name is horrendous. To be fair, the name is horrendous. They're just and they're just two dudes. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot to them. Um, it's it's also hard to fathom that if they were ever to get called up. I mean, this is not a team that would ever do anything for Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? It's not like he would yeah. look at them and go, you know, you know, they're just super plain. But they're not bad, obviously. But again, and it, and it's like, yeah, with that in mind, it's like their plainness. The, the, you can kind of get by by being plain in NXT if you're at least a good wrestler, which they are. But uh, certainly uh, don't see a high ceiling for them at, at the moment. Uh, the main event was uh, Shayna Baszler challenging Ember Moon for the women's title. I didn't see the um, uh, uh, the match at, at TakeOver, but I thought this was pretty good. Um, uh, Baszler is really good for her experience level. I hate I hate Ember Moon's character. I, I know she's a talented wrestler. I saw her for ages before she was in WWE. She's always been good. But God, I hate her stupid fucking vampire shtick. Well, she, um, they, don't, they don't really play into that much, to be fair. They don't, but it's like they zoom in on her red eyes during her entrance. I'm just like, oh, it just makes me roll. It just makes me roll my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I and and it's not so much that it's 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 not over the top in an Undertaker kind of way, but there is also nothing else there. Like, there's nothing else interesting about her character. That's all. That's all she kind of has. Is yeah, she 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 doesn't talk or act like it. She's just a a, a typical women's wrestler who's got that kind of look for whatever reason. Yeah, she has the look, but she also, you know, and, and you know, and to be fair, it's been ages since I watched NXT. But but like a few months ago when I watched, it was like when she did cut promos, they were bad. And there's just, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, there's just a there's a big character based hole there that's not being filled. For me, despite the fact that she is obviously a very talented wrestler, uh, and this match was good. I did enjoy it. Uh, she basically the story was that she was working injured. They played off the finish of of the last match, which I you know I was aware of it even though I didn't. I didn't watched the match where she was in the armbar and she rolled up Baszler. So they played off that. Baszler kicked out. Um, one gripe I had um, with this match. I, I don't mind when people are in like 
goofy wrestling submissions like a sharpshooter for five minutes and they're fighting for the ropes and they're they're feigning like they're going to attack. But I, I hate when people are in arm bars for extended periods of time uh, and, and like reaching for the ropes and stuff because it's like, I've, obviously I am far from the biggest MMA aficionado. MMA, MMA uh, has kind of ruined the arm bar. In wrestling, it's like yeah, the, the 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 drama of the armbar is whether or not the person gets it on. Once it's on, you, you should tap. That should be what the the struggle is. Mm. Um, and the, and they did that, in, and they did something similar to that in the Pete Dunne, uh, Roderick Strong match. Whereas this one, it's like there, there was plenty of times where Ember fought it off before it got locked on, but there was a, a, a stretch near the end where Shane had got it on, and 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 Moon is like fighting and fighting and trying to get to the ropes and stuff it's like. It looks stupid, especially because she came into the match with um, a bandaged up arm, because obviously they did all this same arm bar stuff in the takeover match. So the idea was that Moon was like hurt. And it's like, if, if, if you put like John Cena like 10 years ago in this match format, people would be booing the shit out of him for, for being in this, in this devastating submission forever and then like getting out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just looks, it just looks silly. Um, uh, yeah, but the, but the match was overall was all right, and uh, towards the end, Baszler was going to like uh, like cripple Moon with the steel steps, but uh, Kyrie Zane ran in for the DQ. So I don't know if they're doing a three way or what, but um, but yeah, it was it was, right. it was it was solid. You know, it was it was um, uh, uh, a decent little match. Uh, yeah. So any other takes there, Paul, on NXT before we move on? No, no, it was a, a very good show, as it tends to be. Uh, and with 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 incoming uh, Ricochet and Nixon Newell and War Machine, I think it's only going to get even better. Because mm. the thing that kind of took me away for from NXT for a while was it seemed like you know all the Samoa Joe, uh, Nakamura, Sami Zayn, uh, Balor all kind of got called up, and there was kind of a lull there for a while. Where I'm like, there's nothing really in NXT right now that's kind of calling out to me. But it seems like now. Uh, in the midst of the f- the the five star match, uh, you have all these like cool newcomers incoming, as well as the guys who were there. Like when I stopped watching NXT, Andrade Almas wasn't exactly this great thing to watch NXT for, but now he's kind of elevated his game so so much that NXT. It's kind of like it's the perfect time to dip in again to NXT for a while. Um. So yeah, next week we will have the. Uh uh the what's it the the four the aforementioned gargano matches next week um so we will uh we'll probably talk about that as well um i i didn't watch 205 live this week but i, I did want to because they had a mark andrews versus akira tozawa match mm. which is a very cool match on paper and I also buddy murphy is coming to uh Oh yeah, that guy. I honestly can't. I can't. I honestly can't remember a single thing about him. He he looks like he's about two hundred and sixty (laughs) pounds. Yeah, that's that's the that's the one thing that jumps out about that announcement. He looks like Triple H. Although apparently they uh, they made a a deal out of he did like a weigh in and stuff, and he just made the weight limit. But this lad is like huge, and not really doesn't wrestle or like a cruiserweight. So. It's, it's but also, a, I don't think I don't think he'd be very good wrestling as a quote unquote monster either. Like he's not that big. No, it's just um, a, it's just a weird, weird place for him. Maybe I I don't know. Maybe he's liked, and he was like, "Hey." Maybe Ale- I, Alexa pulled a few strings for him. Maybe. 
well, maybe, or maybe he was just like, can I do something, like anything at all? And they're like, yeah, we'll throw you a bone. And they put him in this very weird position. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, uh, on the subject of the cruiserweights, uh, Rich Swan, the former champion, was released this week. Uh, an interesting... Well, you say released. The, the wording of the, the, the post was very interesting. Mutual... Mutual well, part yeah, of the they, ways. They, they, they mutually agreed to part ways, and he was. He was I've never seen them use that wording for anyone else. I, I think they have before, but I can't remember an example. Rich Swan yeah. and WWE have mutually agreed to part ways as of today, February fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. So this this seems uh, so so obviously you know if you just for those of you forget or maybe you weren't aware, so he was obviously uh, arrested in a in a domestic violence case. Uh, the 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 um the charges were dropped. His uh, his wife. They're married, aren't they? I think they're they're married. They're not, you know they're not going to court. I guess they're resol- they, you know they resolved it you know themselves. Whatever whatever way you want to uh, look at it. And so WWE's policy obviously is that if you are exonerated or the or the charges are dropped in this case, that you will not be punished. So I guess that's why they're using that verbiage because he hasn't you know. It's not like he hasn't been fired because of the case. It's like, no, we, we unsuspended him, and then just coincidentally, we just we came to an agreement that he would, he would leave the company. Uh, it's very odd. Maybe, maybe it was a case of, like, um, you know, when, he was, when the charges were dropped, he was unsuspended, but he kinda, you kind of have to know, well, they're probably not going to push me super hard because I got them all that bad PR. Whether or not I was imprisoned or not is, like, irrelevant. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, like mm. he probably saw the writing on the wall for his career. See the um, writing on the wall. So, so they they parted ways. He's already been booked for uh, uh, you know Southside in the UK and and a number of other places have already jumped on there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird case. It's a weird case again. It's so many of those um, uh, domestic violence cases, they end with just kind of the charges just disappearing. So it's so every, everyone's kind of. Everyone's got their um, their dander up about it. I don't really know what to make of it, but um, shame! It's shame that 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 you know that story. That, that whole story is just a shame. I'd be interested to see if he's kind of held now to the same standards as your Brams of the world. Yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm. Um, and I think I think the Bram thing is hurt by the fact that he like tries to push himself as like an edgy heel. Um. And, and like, you know, if you want to try and look the other way and say, hey, you know, everyone can redeem themselves. It's like he is not, you know, at least in terms of a public persona, he's never tried to engage the idea. I mean, he's always denied it to the nth degree um, yeah. uh, that, that he did anything. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, I mean. I mean, I'm kind of sympathetic to that viewpoint of. Um, second chances and so on. And I, I, absolutely. Com- com- yeah. I completely, uh, in terms of the Bram thing, I completely understand people's point of view and I completely uh, understand how, well, I don't, excuse me, I don't understand how miffed OTT seem to be with completely, you know, unaware of how their audience is going to react to that. Just weird. I was just wondering whether Rich Swan will have that same kind of stink on him for a while or would people be, for whatever reason, a lot more forgiving? To him, that's something I'd be interested yeah. in, kind of keeping an eye out for. Like I, if I, if OTT and as Rich Swan is coming, will there be the same kind of backlash or no? I guess we'll see. 
yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I did see some people pretty agitated with Southside, but look, I mean, Southside book Bram, so it's like you know, it's actually kind of it's like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, of course they would, but that's an interesting question. Yeah, if OTT were to do it, you know, would would people kick up a fuss? And I, you know, I'm I'm with you on the on the second chance thing. I remember when Cabray on his own Twitter, you know, was asking people for feedback about Bram. I remember I ended up just not replying to him in any capacity, but I had typed up a big, massive, long thing about how I'm not saying, you know, banish all people who've ever committed this crime to the fucking desert and never touch them again. You know, obviously everyone makes mistakes. Everyone deserves a second chance. But I think that comes with, with a certain degree of bettering yourself. And, you know, it helps if you, you know, if you admit you did wrong or in the case where people have gone to jail, uh, you know, that's that's paying their debt. But, you know, so that I'm curious if like Rich Swan, it, does he think it's probably better to not speak publicly on it and just hope it, you know, it goes away, kind of hope it goes away. Or is it maybe better to like do a podcast where you maybe say this happened? It was terrible for X, Y, Z reasons. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, if I was him, I'd probably do the latter because I my gut feeling now is if he stays quiet and he gets booked in all these places, and if he does come over to Europe and he does try and show up in OT, yeah, I think yeah, there there would probably be a be kickback on it. Um, but yeah, it's complicated. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a. It sounds like the, his situation with 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 you know with his wife. It seems like that story is complicated, and how wrestling fans react to it is complicated. Um, but but we'll see. Uh, that news just broke earlier this week, so obviously he has not. I don't think he has spoken or tweeted or interviewed or done anything of that nature uh, 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 since that story broke. So uh, that's a, a developing thing. Uh, in lighter news, uh, WWE have signed Mahabali Shira from formerly of TNA Impact. Uh, so those of you who were thinking their push for the Indian market has come to an end. Uh, it does not appear so. They got they got an even worse Jinder Mahal. Oh, I don't know if that's true. To be fair, oh. I, I, I have not... Now, I remember Mahabali Shira being terrible, but I also have not watched Impact in forever, so I haven't seen him wrestle in God knows how long. Do you think he'll still do the Shira shuffle when he comes out? Finger I mean, he, mm. it, it wasn't very good. It's not like it's not like he's a good dancer. That seems like it was more of a TNA idea because yeah. it like because it, it was like a fun phrase to say. The Dick, oh, Dixie Carter was loving it. Yeah, so I actually don't think he will because it's not like it was a good dance or he was good at it. It was just a, it was just a thing they had him do. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's gotten better. I don't know. At the end, of the I love day, I love your praise, love. Neither a good dance nor something he was good at. <laughs> Poor lad. <laughs> so not 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 trying to be harsh if you're listening, uh, Mahabali, but um, but yeah. I mean, hey, you know, it's been like two years since I've even seen a Mahabali Shira match. I mean, in that in that stretch of time, like Braun Strowman also got much better. So so you know, maybe maybe you know he Mahabali even wrestled. Has, because he takes because he's taken like indie bookings in between in between his like two tna tapings every six months you know um uh so so don't so he's definitely working but look we'll see and hey he's going to that stupid fucking performance center they have so so i i would hope they'll train him there um <laughs> uh, uh sort of did you see it. by the way 
But you see, by the way, Paul, on NXT this week, they advertised All Access Performance Center. They, oh, they do that they, all the time, yeah. Yeah, they do it fairly often. But it's like, come to the Performance Center, meet all your favorite stars, cut a promo. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Come to Wrestler Zoo and poke the trainees. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's that's the latest signing. Uh, let me see here. What else we got in the news? The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view will have Ronda Rousey signing her Raw contract. Um, it's funny how Ronda is already... It's not really big news already, is it? That she's going to sign a contract? Uh, well, I mean, for the Raw side, I guess it is, because that's, you know, that's... Mm, I, don't, I just feel like it's kind of... When she debuted, it seemed like this such this big thing at the Rumble that already it seems like... Maybe, maybe when, when she actually shows up at Eliminated Chamber, it'll be different. But it seems like it... Uh, I, I, I want to stop short of saying that she's just another wrestler already, but... <laughs> she's not even that. Mm. <laughs> Uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see what her reaction is at the chamber because obviously her first reaction was going to get uh, was going to be good, but obviously I mean we saw all the all the many takes and the many opinions and the many uh, the many sides of the Rousey debate. I, like I wonder if there is going to be that resentment. Like once she's once she's on the roster, is there going to be that that section of fans who just always hate outsiders and part timers and things like that? Um, Again, it's early days. I don't think she'll be booed at Elimination Chamber, but um, I hope to God she has a, a better, more natural feeling performance than the one she had at Royal Rumble. I'll say that much. Um, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the Elimination Chamber show, there will be the first ever seven-man Elimination Chamber uh, Stupid. show. Uh, seven? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have five pods. They're just going to hang someone from a shark cage. Really? I actually don't know what they're doing. Uh, they'll probably just start with three in the ring, I guess. I think, yeah, it'll probably start as a, as a three-way. I have to say, though, looking at this roster, it's like... I always forget before Elimination Chamber comes around that it's usually like one of the better WWE matches of the year. You know, usually. It is. Not always. Mm. Uh, and it's a pretty good pretty good lineup on for this year's uh, match. So we have Elias, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. Um, so that could be pretty good. I expect Braun will, will run riot and break some shit. And, you know, uh, Roman will probably spear someone through a, the, the bulletproof glass. Uh, mm. And also uh, on that show, we have the first ever women's elimination chamber match, which should be good. Some of these entrants I am not convinced on. Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Mickey James, Bailey, Sonia Deville, and Mandy Rose. I'm unconvinced on those last two. Um uh obviously I think you know with an elimination chamber at six people, you got a cage there for some shortcuts and some gimmickry, so maybe, you know, I I don't think it'll be terrible or anything, but um yeah. I, I'm not sure what those two might be able to do, but we'll see. I don't think they're terrible or anything, but I, I'm just not sold on them yet. So that is next weekend, I believe. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the Rousey stuff is really interesting. It really is. Um, uh, but I, I don't... I just I, It's hard to get a feel for, for what she's actually going to be yet because I don't know if... Is she going to be on the show every week in six-man tags 
or is she going to be doing the Brock Lesnar thing? We don't. We just don't know yet. Um. So there. That's. Uh, we'll we'll report back on that next week. Um. Yeah. And unless there's any other additional wrestle guff, um. Uh. I think we can call it a show for the week. Um. Yeah, I can't really think of too much else that's happened. Oh, did, one more thing. Did you see uh, the OTT video that apparently Bobby George Jr. is dead? Yes. Although yeah. the video does seem to imply that it's some kind of insurance scam. Um, yes, yeah. It's like he, 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 he is faking it for, for some kind of um, uh, uh, yeah insurance scam. or, or faking, faking your death to, uh, for monetary reward. That was not... <laughs> happen in wrestling baby no it never has before um um so so <laughs> oh god that's a whole other thing we couldn't even i don't even have the energy to get into yeah, but um yeah. yeah that video was great it was so well done i actually it's been i forgot about bobby george because of course like we haven't seen him since being the elite which was like two months ago at this stage um so yeah there's only w- one show ago to be fair well, yeah, but they just they just didn't do a show for all of January. <laughs> True, it does uh, feel like more. It yeah, it feels it feels like more. Also, with with 2018, every every day is just chocked full of awful news and goings on, both in and out of wrestling. That every day just feels like an eternity. So, like the mm-hmm. fact that we haven't seen Bobby George do anything since like the middle of December last year, you know. In it's definitely a, 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 an interesting uh, storyline. Yeah, I, I, I saw some. I was talking to someone about it who was speculating that maybe the, you know they'll they're going to have someone else showing up in the gimmick or 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 you know that they could get very creative with it. So I'm I'm looking forward to what they're going to do because I mean Bobby George, I think he's proven to just be be so creative. Um, and, and such. I think I think a, a promotion like OTT can kind of go outside the box and be a little bit more lucha undergroundy in terms of its creativity yeah um, absolutely because not taking it so seriously anyway um yeah they they have they have they you know they they're very liberal with stuff like that angel cruisers as well yeah. um I, I heard at that contenders today which was today they had a, a an ott contender show that the old angel cruisers seems like they had another big bust up after their match and it, it seems like they might be dunsky oh um, well dunsky until the big reunion at the end, yeah, of the, well, I, 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 I think I don't think they'll officially split them up until a main show. I don't think they'd do that on contenders, but um, that that angle was certainly progressed on on this week's show okay. uh, or today's show, even. Um, yeah, was, yeah was, so this so we shall see. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week anyway with um, uh, an update on eliminate. It's, it'll be the go home week for elimination chamber, I believe. Uh, Fast lane next weekend? No, they were no, two on the same no, no. Um, no, God, I can't keep track of all these fucking shows. Anyway, Fast, I think, I think Fast lane is uh, is on March 11. Okay, okay, so yeah, we're good. Oh darn, I'll be in Germany. I won't get to watch Fast Lane. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we'll be back next week with more guffs and and, and, and send us some more emails. Of course, sharetoppodcast.com for all the info on that. Uh, yeah. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Paul Griffin. And I will not fake my death. Uh, so you'll, you'll see me back next week for sure. And hopefully the same is also true of Mr. Joe Towner. Uh, Joe's dead. This is his friend, uh, Derek. <laughs> Send money now. We real sick. <laughs> <laughs>
Ha ha ha! Ah!